You are listening to If These Woods Could Talk, a production of the Rhinelander District Library and part of the WXPR Community Podcast Project, an initiative to amplify community voices. More info can be found at wxpr.org. So, welcome to the second half of our Said Vig feature. This was recorded in the RDL meeting room in December as a kickoff event for the Rhinelander District Library Foundation's annual Said Vig Holiday Book Fund. If you did not listen to part one, that was mainly Bob Vig speaking about his father. In this part, we will hear more from attendees at that event who took turns sharing their own stories. to have Mr. Big as my boss. Uh, he, was, he was unbelievable. You know, I, I would, I'm going on a limb here, there might be one dissenter, okay, but out of all the teachers in the Rhinelander School District, if he came up and said, we got a meeting and you're gonna have to take 30% loss of your check, and I would say, 99 and 9% all the teachers would have said, okay, do it. That's unbelievable how he was. I got one other little story. I quit teaching for one year, and fortunately, the guy who took my place left. So Mr. Vig gave me my job back. Except the guy that I took my place didn't coach football, and I coached football. So I was into my third day up there and he came out and he said, I got to see you a minute. And I said, what is it? He said, you can't coach football. Why? He said, because you have too many on your staff now. I said, can I coach for free? He said, sure. So I, I coached for free. <laughs> After the annual meeting in July, he calls me up and he said, I got your football money for you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, this guy was... He had to be the greatest educator in the world. I'm serious. Yeah, he was awesome. He was an awesome boss. Mm-hmm. He was. It was. It was a pleasure working for him. Thanks. Thank you. There's another thing we should mention. He remembered everybody's birthday. Oh yeah. Yep. You're right. Everybody. Yeah. Anybody yeah. he hired. Oh wow. Yeah. They got a birthday call, or he came. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. forgot to mention that. I, he had all these, he, had cal- he kept calendars, uh, and he had names on every date, basically, on that calendar, and uh, whose birthday uh-huh. it was. Mm-hmm. And then he had a phone number on there, and he'd call. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, yeah he did that. He, he made us feel so appreciated. Yeah, yeah. Despite being here. Yeah, yeah. And he'd write little notes to the... Mm-hmm kids and when they did something while in school or whatever or 
in the community and write them a little handwritten note thanking them for it, congratulating them. Yeah. I have a question. Um, Marvel was in our PEO, and she also, for the United Church of Christ, would make these delicious um, crumb cocker, crumb cocker cookies, yeah. that? Mm -hmm. and we'd sell them at auction. And you know, they just would—they were like the biggest draw for the, you know, for the Christmas thing. So, did anybody keep up the crim crumb cocking tradition, or no. who's got the <laughs> cookie iron, or anybody got the cookie iron, or no? Um, you should tell no. your daughters because it was re they were really good. It was yeah, they were great. Really Nobody has so. the recipe. Uh, <laughs> I definitely have it in the box. I have her oh, recipe. Oh, oh, you'll have to post that somewhere. Yeah. yeah, that would be fun they to put good. in our newsletter yeah. next year. Because so, I oh, think cool. really yeah. got a recipe. I'll find it. Okay, I'll okay. see if it's in there. Probably knew it by her. She made tons of them. My association with Sid was mostly library, although he did become uh, a superintendent while I was still in high school. You know. But I think, too, he was absolutely a wonderful man. He always knew you, he knew the family and everything. And I think um, he saw potential in every person, no matter who they were or what they were doing. And he could draw that out. <laughs> I remember seeing him at the skating rink, and he was serious about his skating. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, and one other thing, um, canoe trip. And you might remember, because I think we were on the same canoe trip one time with Seth and, and the boys, and your John, yeah. and my nephew John, and my husband. Uh, we went down the Wisconsin River and had a Terrific time. So, yeah. a few other people, mutual <laughs> friends as well. Mm -hmm. so. okay. okay. I'll take the mask off. Um, I'm Chris Adams Lent, and I worked in this library from 1974 until 2008, at which point I retired and then I flunked retirement. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm working for the Wisconsin Valley Library Service now in a part time, semi retired capacity. But Bob's absolutely right. Um, during holiday book fun season, it was Christmas every day for said big. <laughs> and he would come in every day, or if the weather was bad or something, then he would phone, and he would want to know how what was the total and how were things going. <laughs> and we would always make sure that we had that number. It's not big one up, right? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, quick, yeah. Um, the, the one thing that I appreciated so much as the children's librarian, and I was children's librarian from 74 to 2002, um, was that the foundation members at that time and said, when they sat down and they, they started this, they made sure that they divided the proceeds equally between the children's department and the adult department, which was a really big deal mm -hmm. at that time. Um, because in many libraries, when I started my career, the youth department was the least last left over and left out. Mm -hmm. And that was not the case here, particularly because of the holiday book fund. And finally, I wanted to share one, one story about Fern Stefanik. Do you know Fern Stefanik? Fern, speak up. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Um, Fern Stefanik. Taught English at the high school. Yeah, um, Fern Stefanik and I eventually came to 
a state of mutual appreciation and understanding. Um, but, but she was a rather formidable person. And when I met her for the first time in, in person, I mean, I knew her by, by reputation. But, um, the first time I met her in person, I had just been elected to the Northern Arts Council board. And there were uh, some of us that had never been involved in Northern Arts Council before. And a few of the old guard were just not real sure about what this meant. So the first meeting I attended was at the high school in a classroom. It might have even been Fern's classroom. I'm not sure. And we were sitting there, and I made the mistake of reaching across the, the aisle and addressing her by her first name. And she turned to me and she said, we have not been properly introduced. <laughs> and your dad, who was sitting in the chair in front of Fern, in the desk in front of Fern, turned and with this wonderful smile on his face, made a formal introduction between me <laughs> and Fern Stefanik that would have been a tribute to Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> and, you know, big smile, and you know, and from I won't say it was it, we that Fern and I were instantaneously friends, <laughs> but it certainly helped yeah. that I that I had your dad's sure. um, blessing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so it all said, 
And I said to him, I saw this most amazing thing in our yard today. It was a jumping mouse with a tail this long. And I, I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. So I was describing it to him and he said, Really? I've never seen one. I've always wanted to see one. It's a meadow jumping mouse. <laughs> but he said, there is a, there's a, I can't remember if it was a forest, there was a meadow and some yeah. other kind. Yeah. But anyway, he said, I, from what you say, I think that's what it was. <laughs> and I, you know, I had to tell him every detail about this place. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I was taking a walk and I saw this star-nosed thing on the pavement flat. And it was a star nose. And so I said, okay, I'll call Sid. Yeah. <laughs> and so I said to him, I saw something on the road that was a roadkill. I think it was a star nosed mole. And he said, yes, they exist. And then he told me all about the star nosed moles. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, he was such a source of information yeah. and science. Another one of the things I didn't <laughs> inherit. <laughs> Knowledge <laughs> or the desire to learn. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. In 1969, I did student teaching here at Rhinelander with Marvel. And uh -huh. she was, uh, at that time, in the student teaching, I could do an internship, which was half-time, uh, along with a half-time teacher. And so I got paid some money, a room and board, like, but she was up in, in a, a central school. Uh -huh. And so she would, for the first two weeks I was there, uh, she came in every day, all day. And so we talked together. And then after two weeks, I had the afternoon to myself. And then the last two weeks of that semester, she didn't have to come in. She might have come in in the morning. But she talked about her boys uh. a lot. And I remember ta her talking about the said with the paper. His, and, and one at that time, the paper was going to give him a camera for a, a present like. And she knew about it, but he didn't know about it. And uh, uh -huh. so that's. And then I remember said when I was teaching then, when he'd come into classroom, and maybe other teachers do too, but he'd bring his camera, he had his camera with him most of the time. <laughs> but he might be taking pictures of kids, you know, doing a project or something like that. That would be a big interest to him. Yeah. And then just one story, I, when I, okay, I finished intern teaching in, in January. And so I was done with everything, and they kind of helped me get a job, but it was kind of a, just a put-in job on at Cash and Woodboro. They had a big kindergarten class, and so they uh, double-teamed that, and I went and taught third and fourth grade. And I was there. They had a janitor out there that was an old time. He was a real sportsman out there and knew the Cash and area, you know. And, and he knew said big. And he liked his outdoor atmosphere, his enthusiasm, you know. And he wanted to take he wanted to take said uh, spear and suckers. You want to take the spear and suckers on the deer skin. Well, the deer skin's a, or was it the bear skin? Maybe it's a bear skin. Anyway, it's a trout stream, so you're not supposed to spear. <laughs> but that old timer always went out with pitchforks and gunny sacks. <laughs> and so I was listening in my room as he was asking Big to come with them. You know, it's, they're running now, they're going to run. When can you do it? And somehow said, wiggled himself out of that. <laughs> I can just remember that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have another story about that. When, when you were student teaching and, and Marvel worked part-time, 
Sid figured she didn't need a salary because they needed to keep the expenses down. <laughs> he was superintendent. She could volunteer her money for time. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't even get paid. I'm Debbie Boleen, the Associate Director currently of the Library, and I also purchased the books for the Adult Department. And I'm back here with tears just running down my face because I'm so emotional about how important the Holiday Book Fund is to our library and the community. I'm so grateful to your dad and to your family um, for this wonderful gift to us. Um, when we got our distribution from the foundation this year, I'm like, well, thank goodness I can buy books for the next three months now. <laughs> and this morning I was unpacking a box of books and um, we have a little tag that says HBF and on the books that we're going to purchase from the Holiday Book Fund, we put in the little tag and so they'll put a uh, book plate acknowledging that this book is being purchased with donations from the Holiday Book Fund. And I was having fun deciding which books and I put the tags in just seven books just this morning that will be added to our collection Great. because mm -hmm. of the fun. And when I think of just the tens of thousands of books that have been gifted to our community because of this um, fund. It, it uh, is just amazing. So thank you to everybody who contributes and again thank you to your family. Well I have to admit I, I didn't have much appreciation for the Holiday Book Fund. I, I really wasn't part of, of it. I wasn't I was aware of it just because you know the, my dad signing all these letters and and calling the library about how the how the dollars were coming in, <laughs> but uh, I really didn't really know enough to really appreciate what it was all about. So, well, I, I'm going to say just a few minutes. I'm the oldest person here. <laughs> I can guarantee it. He was uh, he was my uh, algebra teacher, <laughs> and then of course he became the principal and then the superintendent. And when Wally and I would come back and go to the historical society meetings, he was always there, of course. And he always asked about my brothers. I had two brothers, Dick and TJ. And TJ was a teacher. He did teach here. But he never asked about me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I served in my class. <laughs> State Board of Directors for the Nature Conservancy, oh. and I think your father was involved with that yes. yep. many years. So yeah, I thought, well, I must, you know, maybe you recognize my name or something, but no, it was always Dick and TJ. Was that the school? Was the high school then up on the hill? Yes, it was. I have a brick. You have a brick for the school? Oh, very good. The new high school is, I think, 1959. It's the 
Class of 1959. Yes, I was a member, yes. and your brother Dick was oh. a member, yeah. and TJ was a member of that class. <laughs> and we moved the library books in our cars in, I believe it was April of 1959. We had gone almost all of our high school time on top of the hill, but we had our graduation ceremony in the new building. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. 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 What was it like for your brother being in school with your father um, as a superintendent? Well, I, I, can, I can't speak for my brother. I mean, he, we didn't embarrass him too badly. <laughs> <laughs> we each had our you know, little, um, little bad things we would get involved with. But I think the secret really was to have really good friends that mm -hmm. Kept everything quiet, <laughs> but, uh, but it wasn't bad, you know. Um, I, I think, uh, I remember, I, w I wasn't very easy to get up in the morning. Uh, I didn't like getting up, and I remember many times making my dad late for school because I'd ride with him, you know, to high school. <laughs> and uh, but you know, it was pretty pretty hands-off. He was pretty hands-off as far as when I was in school. And so it wasn't bad, you know, it was fine. We had to be careful. I mean, I, it probably worked in my favor to, to cause a little bit of caution in my life, which was fine. Uh, so, but it was good. It was good. Did your mother teach her whole career? Yeah, she started out, yeah, she was a teacher. Oh, yeah. um, early on, and uh, then she moved to. Uh, she taught for two, three years, and then she with a certificate. Then she went back to college and got teachers, formal teachers uh, uh, degree, and then she moved to uh, Hawkins, Wisconsin, and that's where she met my dad. She moved there as assistant principal, and met my dad, and they were married a couple years later, but she couldn't. Back in those days, you couldn't, if you were married, you couldn't teach. Right. The lady couldn't oh, no. teach. Right. Right. To people so from the same family when we first could, couldn't. Oh, from the same family? Here. Oh, oh, yeah. They wouldn't hire a husband yeah. and wife. Really? And oh, if you were pregnant, that was automatically the end of your teaching. Oh, really? Right. Really? Yeah. 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 But I know when they got married, she basically retired um, mm -hmm. later on when she helped, you know, with central school. She. She part-time teach there. And, and, yeah, I didn't know that. That's, that's why she always wanted to win his money he playing by. You know, he never paid her. Now I understand. Now I understand. Yeah, it's a lot of good memories. This good, Bobby. Yeah. This good, Bobby. It's Bobby. Yeah. She was talking about Bobby, and I'm going, who? Yeah. <laughs> She's not she Bobby. only knows you as Bobby. Right. <laughs> the school forest. Do you still go out to the school forest then and check it out when you're here sometimes? Yeah. Once in a while. We haven't been there for a few years, though. Okay. Cabot, uh, I think, yeah, two, mm -hmm. two years. We're going to go out, well, tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We're going to go out and see, see what it's like. But I remember last time I was there, they were... Uh, the what was it Ratliff Cottage was built, and they were 
and it was moving on to the bigger building, the high school, high school shop class, and mm -hmm. they were building in, in a big addition. Oh, okay, yeah, right. It's been there, what, how long? It's been that way. It's been there for years. Yeah, time goes by so fast I lose track of. If it was two years ago or ten years ago, I just can't remember anymore. Can't relate to it. But uh, the addition. I'm about the ski. About they have out there for skis now. I think it was 160 acres or something. We actually. The Rhinelander, the school district of Rhinelander has the largest school force in the state of Wisconsin. Really? Mm -hmm. oh, it's wow. not all located at Cabot. Right, yeah. We have other properties that they uh, cut timber. Um, in fact, a lot of the sales from the timber goes to fund Cabot. Mm -hmm. And selling rocks. I told you about yeah, rocks. Yeah, yeah. So, Jill and I have been on the the CAVOC advisory board. I retired from the board three years ago, but I was on it for 20 years. And it got to the point I would go and pick up said your dad, when he shouldn't be driving anymore. So I would yeah. pick him up to go to our Long CAVOC overdue, meetings. by the way. <laughs> and I have a little Prius, a little Toyota Prius. And so, and he's so tall. I'd have to put the seat way back and slide it to the back practically. And so he's driving like this. <laughs> 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 um, during one of our meetings, uh, they were discussing other ways of fundraising. And we were selling um, boulders, like for landscaping, mm -hmm. off of our properties. Um, and again, I said, it's not everything takes place out there. That's the educational part of it. The other is where we do timber sales and <laughs> collecting these rocks for landscaping. <laughs> Your dad was just blown away that we were able to make money selling rocks. <laughs> 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 That's all he could talk about after our meeting and I'm driving him home. He said, can you believe it that people actually give us money for those rocks? <laughs> 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 he was still like, oh. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I thought of another story, something that happened when uh, Seth was ready to retire, and we we're I was teaching at Pine Lake, and I thought, you know, some kind of a retirement gift would be would be good. We got to get together, and so uh, there's Tim Johnson, is a wildlife artist around here, uh -huh. grew up in Rhinelander District, yeah. and I thought, man, if we could get a wildlife print, an original, you know, that he made and that student of Rhinelander certainly said interest and so uh, that seemed to be popular with the teachers I talked to we took a, a collection of money no problem getting money we had a nice amount of money and then so came time to get the painting and or get that organized and I thought because I knew Marvel I thought you know maybe I should get Marvel in on this and and she'd help us with picking out what painting to get. And maybe that was a mistake because she got there and she fell in love with this fawn print. It was a picture yeah. of the fawn laying there. And, and But that was that was a print. We had a lot more money than that. Yeah, yeah. To just that. So we ended up having to split the money 
between that and a smaller bobcat picture. Yep. I, mean, I wanted yep. to get a big, nice, you know, one yeah. original. <laughs> but we ended up getting the two, which was fine. Oh yeah, they, they were. I remember the Marvel really liked that fawn. Yeah, both pictures. Yeah, I remember. Uh, Don't we have one at the cabin? No, we uh, we actually uh, donated the both pictures, I believe, the bobcat one for sure to uh, Cabot. Okay, you know they had that area where the museum was. Yeah. I think it's still. It's yeah. still there. That's yeah. yeah. It's there last time. Yeah. So we'll that. We'll look tomorrow. Yeah, Tim Johnson. <laughs> yeah. That was it. They love those those pictures. Good. Yeah. yeah. Again, thank you. Yeah. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to If These Woods Could Talk, a production of Rhinelander District Library and part of the WXPR Community Podcast Project, an initiative to amplify community voices. For more community podcasts or for podcasts produced by WXPR, go to WXPR.org and look for a Podcasts tab. Or just search for WXPR Public Radio anywhere you get podcasts. Also, a special thanks to the Old Pine Road Band for the musical theme. To learn how you can record your own story of the Northwoods, or to suggest a topic or storyteller, contact the library or check out the website at rhinelanderlibrary.org.